You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Oh, oh shit. Really? And that's the way it starts, folks. Welcome to <laughs> Geekiest Show Ever, episode 148. Oh, dear. I screwed up the starting the recording, so that's why I said, oh, shit. But, you know, that's how things work around here. Well, you might have recognized that laugh. That is our dear friend, five-thirds of Beetle, Mr. Mike McPeak, and he's back with us again this week. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, not too bad. I thought you were giving me a command, and I was going to say, I hope not. <laughs> yes, go take a shit right now. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, well, at least I get to get up. So anyway. Yeah. So how's everything else going with you? How's your week been? Oh, not too bad. We're uh the first this is the first week that school's been out, so we're doing our janitor thing. We're tearing rooms apart. We're uh starting to wax. We're starting to do things. This year the uh kitchen up at the high school is getting flooring, so we have to rip everything out of the kitchen including the uh kitchen sink. Finally get make that joke come true. <laughs> uh, so we had to rip it all out, and I'm just hoping that my feeble rat brain will remember how we put all this stuff back together. Take pictures, always helpful. Now you tell me. Yeah, well. <laughs> You're helpful. Well, I, hey, I only learned that through experience. I had to, my son, when he was little, used to really be into the wooden Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Mm. Yeah, trains. And he wanted to move the layout, and I went, oh, shit. And my wife and I were sitting there going, are we going to remember how to put this back together and get everything in the right order? So I took a couple pictures of it, and then I printed them out really big so we could see which piece of track went where. And, uh, it, hey, it works, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've done that at different times for things. Uh, with this project, though, I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to see uh, things will only kind of go back together one way. So, uh, yeah, it, but it'll just be getting the electricity hooked up and the plumbing and moving all this stuff. And, yeah, so uh, yeah, otherwise, our, stuff, our, our, our week has been pretty much normal. Like I say, just cleaning rooms and getting ready for the the. Little darlings, uh, little uh, skulls full of mush when they come back in the fall. <laughs> well, as as with my thirty, almost thirty two years of experience in the water and wastewater business, I can offer you this one piece of advice. Or actually, it's kind of three: hot on the left, cold on the right, and shit ain't supposed to flow uphill. It will, <laughs> but it ain't supposed to. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, 32 years. That's, uh, let's see, I got to uh, think here once. Yeah, in about a week, uh, it'll be 32 years that my wife and I were married, so I don't know if there's a correlation there or not. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I... glad, I'm glad she doesn't listen to this podcast. Otherwise, I'd be injured next time. Yeah, we're getting ready. We're coming up soon on 25 years of marriage. So, Yeah, that must mean I'm resilient or something, so. We'll go with something, though. Okay. Um, but now that's well, I know tearing that stuff apart can be a pain too, because then you gotta kind of organize it so you can find all the bits and pieces when you go to put it back together. Well, we got a lot of big bits and pieces. I mean, we got big old sinks. We've got countertops. Uh, we got a dishwasher. Uh, we had to take uh, a couple ovens out, and oh, cripes! Uh, I'm trying to remember. We got a whole bunch of stuff that came in. I did label a couple things. We had a couple ovens, so I made sure I labeled which one went on the north side and which one went on the south side, so we don't get those two confused. Because that those uh, you're going to have uh, they're hard 
uh, plumbed for gas. They don't have the flexible stuff. So you're going to kind of want to make sure you get the right one in the right place so uh, your gas goes the right place. I always appreciate it when my gas goes the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm having thoughts about farts in a space suit. But. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I learned a long time ago, too. When you say that, you made me think of it. You, When we were younger, you remember the snorkel jackets? The jackets, they were long. Oh. That when you zipped them up, the hood came up and made like a thing around oh, yeah. your face? Oh, yeah. Never fart with one of those jackets zipped up. It comes up right in your own face. It's just not good. <laughs> Is that kind of like peeing in your pants in the wintertime? It'll keep you warm for about a minute, but yeah. then after that, you'll suffer. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, you just there's certain things you learn. You know, our age and wisdom really benefit us at those times. Wisdom. Hmm. We call we're, it supposed, we're supposed to get that when we get older? Yeah, well, we'll call it wisdom. Okay. I just call it being a cranky old fart, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, you know, cranky just like the other things you learn when you get older. Just like I, I learned it from, uh, what's that movie? The Bucket List. Uh, you know, you get to be a certain age, you never pass a restroom, you never get your head over your ass, or your ass over top of your head, and never trust a fart. <laughs> I need to watch that movie sometime. It's actually a really good movie. It's funny. Uh, Jack Nicholson, you know, his his humor brand is really good. And Morgan Freeman, too. They they, they play well off each other. I, yeah, that would be good chemistry. I like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's a good actor. Mm. He's one of my favorites. So now I'm thinking of the movie Glory, which I absolutely love. You ever seen that? No, I haven't. You've never seen the movie Glory? We're drifting back to the war, war movies thing from a, <laughs> a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's about the 54th Massachusetts, the first black regiment to really see combat, I think, in the Civil War, or the most significant combat. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't. No, I haven't watched that one. And I was trying to remember um, was it you guys or was it another podcast I was listening to? They were talking about, uh, well, maybe it was Andy and Otko, I think. They were talking about war movies. And I kept uh, uh, yelling at my iPhone, uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai. No, well, no, Mark and I talked about it like. Two, oh, maybe it was you guys. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two or three weeks ago. I could be right. Uh, uh, Truck Trucker, I can't, he suggested one that I'd never heard of before. I need to go back and look, uh, and I need to put that on my watch list. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was the movie he suggested? I'm looking here. Check out Ice Cold Alex. Not one I'd ever heard of. Hmm. I can't say I'm a, a war movie aficionado, but I've never heard of that one. No, um, you know, like I said, some of my favorites, Midway, Torah, Torah, Torah. Right. Um, I was watching uh, Saving Private Ryan. Um, there's a ton of them that I've watched. Uh, I, for some reason, I started... Re- and then, of course, a lot of them were on again this past weekend, because here in the United States, it was Memorial Day weekend. And mm-hmm. I think it is in other parts of North America, but... Anyways, here in the United States it was. And I believe one of the the History Channel or the Military History Channel, I don't remember which one I was watching, had a whole bunch of the old movies on. Um, they had D-Day, they had, uh, or The Longest Day, excuse me, which is about D-Day. Um, and they had, oh gosh, I forgot what all they did have on. Because I, I watched bits and pieces. I watched most of The Longest Day on Sunday or Monday morning. I can't remember which one it was. 
So, but yes, I really enjoy war movies. That's one of my downfalls. I just was trying to think of the ones that they used to have on when I was growing up. There was, uh, yeah, Bridge Over the River Kwai, Guns of Navarone. <gasps> I haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, I don't know if, um, was it Papillon? I don't know if that counts as a war movie, but... Uh, sort of. Eh, sort of, yeah. Um, you know, just kind of those old... Um, uh, yeah, I see, uh, some of them were war movies, but some of them were just... I don't know, macho movies. I don't know what the right term is you want to use for him, but the, the kind of the He-Man stuff. Um, you know, anything with Steve McQueen in it. Um, those kind of movies. Yeah, no, I, I love it. As a matter of fact, before I came down here to start recording this evening, I don't know what the movie I was watching because I only saw like the last few minutes of it, and then uh, Stalag 17 was coming on. Which is an mm. old classic, and I think Mark was mentioning that's one. Of his, no, Great Escape, I think, was one he really liked. That's one with uh, but Paul Newman. I'm trying to remember who else is in The Great Escape. So, but that you know, they're good movies. And you know, talking about movies like that, you know, my fondness for watching war movies, which reminds me now, I think I'm going to have to go back. I don't. It's been like almost a month since I watched The Patriot, so I think it's time to watch that again. And then I need to watch. Uh, I'll follow the Patriot up with uh, uh, Gods and Generals, which, as I've said before on here, good movie. It's the precursor to the movie Gettysburg, and Gods and Generals was filmed partially here in my hometown, so that makes it that much cooler. You know, and they talk about my hometown, so gotta watch that. So I think that'll be those will be. But you know, in in that vein, um, with the regular, as, as you and I were talking pre-show. And I'm doing air quotes here, folks. I know you all can't see them. Uh, the regular TV season coming to an end, or has ended now. Uh, what is a geek, or tech nerd, or otherwise maybe just an old fart like Mike and I, to watch this coming summer? So. Well, and uh, this kind of uh, is kind of a, a, a way that's maybe segueing the thing that I had suggested last week that was on our list, too. Uh, I was stand-up comedy uh because one of the things i started watching uh it's been on before but i've never seen it is a show called um last comic standing oh yeah i've seen that i've watched it right it's it's a new one and they're just getting ready to start another season aren't they yeah i think they had the first episode uh, of the season on last week uh and we were watching it and it, it wasn't bad and my wife who has kind of particular uh tastes in TV shows, didn't seem to mind it, so we were watching it, and some of them were pretty good. Uh, you know, some of them were kind of, uh, oh, there was a few, you just wanted, I wish they would have just come out with the hook and just, like they would do on the old vaudeville shows, and just pull them off of there, because some of them was really just stinking up the plate. Yeah, no, I love good stand-up comedy. I'm one to watch it a lot, too, and that's one of the great things for YouTube, and now that I can get YouTube on the TV really easily, um, there's a lot of good stand-up comedy you can watch. I love Robin Williams. That oh, yeah. man is just, hes there's something wrong with him, but it's wrong in such a good way. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just brilliant. Uh, I, I'm surprised his head you know, stays intact because the way his mind works, I'm just waiting for pieces and parts to come flying out. And That guy must have been just a blast to be around during the cocaine days because he would have just been off the wall completely. Oh, yeah. he had, well, I, I, Weren't his cocaine days when he was doing Mork and Mindy? I think so. Yeah, and he, and he made most of that shit up as he went. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, they just he doesn't 
really practice a lot. He just comes in and starts ad-libbing, which can throw some uh, seasoned actors off because they're there to read their lines. And here you got this little crack ball over here just uh, making up crap as he goes along. And uh, it, it's brilliant stuff. And if you can if you can find those people that kind of uh, can match his rhythm and get into what he's doing, you can have some pretty great uh, moments there. Yeah, he – the. Uh, one thing I watched him do that that you could tell was really total improv, not that you can't tell a lot of his other stuff, is uh, he was on uh, Inside the Actor Studio. Yep. And that was, my wife and I died laughing. <laughs> I mean, he just goes out in the audience, gets things, and he went off on this whole tangent. So, folks, if you can find that somewhere to watch online, watch Robin Williams on, it's a PBS show here in the United States, I think, isn't it? <sighs> Uh, it was Bravo, Inside okay. the Actor's Studio. Yeah, but he's on there, and it is absolutely, to, to watch, you know, he said, Let, what's inside Robin Williams' mind? Well, that's like opening Pandora's <laughs> freaking box. I mean, everything in the world comes out at that point. Well, and I want, uh, uh, is it James Lipton? Is he the uh, MC on that show? Yes. I think that's right. Yeah, I want his job because he asked about three questions and he just sat back and just watched him go, just go off there. My favorite thing was he went out there and he got that pink scarf. And I think he did about, was about 15, now 10, 15 minutes with just that pink scarf. And whatever popped into that, you know, little whirling mass of gray matter in his head, he just went off on. I, I know. It was it was truly amazing to watch him, uh, him go at it with, I mean, with, Literally almost no material in his head, I guess. Well, and the thing about that show is, you know, you talk about somebody, you know, busting a gut. If I remember correctly, a bit of trivia about that show, somebody actually had to be taken to the hospital because they suffered a hernia from laughing so hard <laughs> during his performance. That's, that's hilarious to think that. I don't think it's an urban myth. I, I think it happened. Somebody can Google it and find out for sure. But Because uh, there was that one lady, if you watch it, there's that one kind of uh, ch- brown-haired, chubby-faced lady in the front there. She's laughing so hard, she's turning various colors of red. Uh, I think she was probably the one. But, uh, yeah, it was just hysterical. Um, you know, it, it, anything that he does will just kind of uh, – no, I, uh, I can't remember. I should check now that we're talking about it. He does that. He's got that uh, – show on cbs the crazy ones oh and it's getting canceled yes that's what i was going yeah i thought that's what i'd heard i love that show i've been watching it all season i may have to go just buy that on dvd or something just because his his insanity just comes through and then especially at the end where they show the outtakes (laughs) from the show that's hilarious yeah because He's just over there, and everyone else is trying to keep up. And after a while, it's just kind of like, oh, screw it. Just, just let him go, and you know, and just let him be Robin. Yeah, just let him be Robin Williams. I mean, and that's what you have. He's kind of like the uh, Scottish comedian that I like so well, Billy Connolly. Oh yeah. I mean, he just goes off on these tangents. I've seen him do it too. Uh, I mean, he does have structure, but he'll have he'll have tangents. I've seen him do it in stand up too, and I find him amusing, but. And, and that makes me think of one of the, my favorite bits that Robin Williams ever did, and it is on YouTube, folks, is watch Robin Williams talk about golf. Oh, yes. When learning the, the invention of golf. And that I just pissed myself laughing every time I watched that. It's not exactly, it's kind of NW, uh, NW uh, yeah, not safe. 
NSF, not safe for work, NSFW. There we go. Yeah, those letters. Uh, yeah, because he gets a little little profane there. Uh, but yeah, he's talking like an old Scotsman, uh, a little drunk, a drunk old Scotsman. I, he gets to talk about, so you're going to hit the ball in the hole at one time. No, no, 18 times. <laughs> It's just, people, you have got to watch this if you haven't seen it. And that's just one piece of uh, an entire stand-up. I think it was at uh, the Met in New York. Was it Carnegie Hall? Or maybe it was Carnegie Yeah, it could have been Carnegie Hall or the Met. Um, and that's he- got to be about 30 years old. I think I remember watching that uh, when I was in Votech. I didn't think it was quite that old. I was thinking it was maybe- more like about 25 years old or so. Well, 30 mm-hmm. years old, you wouldn't have been in Votech. I know how old you are. Yeah. I would have just been uh, 30, 30 years ago. It would be 1982. You'd been 22 years old. You were in Votech at 22? No. I was in Votech at, well, let's see. Yeah. Okay, 34 years ago. You, you, you Math here. We, yeah, yep, 34. 1980, so that'd be 34 years ago. Get your slide roll out. Mm-hmm. I got it right there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Well, I uh, well, well, maybe that's when he was at Carnegie Hall. Maybe and then you're thinking of maybe at the Met because I know I'm pretty sure he's at Carnegie Hall because yeah, that was probably his uh, cocaine days because he was uh, climbing up into the balcony and he was doing all kinds of stuff. It looked like he was just you know a, a wild man. Yeah, ricoch- he ricocheted off the wall for sure, but yeah, he's funny. So yeah, I do. Stand up comedy is fun, and the other one I like is uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh yeah, the I've got. The- I got a couple of his. He, uh, he's pretty good. He's got some routines in there that, uh, um, you know, I'm starting to kind of feel like Walter over here. But um. <laughs> That's who I love is Walter. <laughs> he cracks me up. I think maybe I project myself into Walter. That might be part of it. Yeah, he's my uh, – he says the things that well, I probably say anyway or probably shouldn't. But, um, yeah, he's just kind of got that opinion. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's, a, he's the crotchety old guy that, that you and I aspire to be. Yes, yeah, I hope to be that old someday. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, one of my uh, favorite—I uh, guess—he's not exactly—he's not—he wasn't a stand-up comedian, but he had some pretty good bits. Uh, Johnny Carson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I—I I still remember one of the favorite things, the stories I ever heard about Johnny. You know about him and Mrs. Arnold Palmer, right? Yeah. <laughs> about Shim asking her, you know, if she ever did anything to wish Arnold good luck, she said. Well, I always kiss his uh, kiss his balls before he goes out to play in a tournament. And Carson comes back and says, "Well, I bet that makes his putter really stiff." You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And the the other one I heard uh, was uh, he had Jaja Gabor on there once, and she had a cat in his uh, on her lap, and uh, was sitting there, and she said, "Would you like to pet my pussy?" And he said, "Sure." Get the cat out of the way. <laughs> Uh, but I, th- I think my favorite Carson moment was, um, uh, oh shoot, I can't think of the guy's name. He uh, was on a lot of uh, westerns. Um, the guy's name is escaping me. Right. John Wayne? Uh, no, uh, he threw. Um, he played a lot of Indians on uh, uh, westerns. Um, oh shoot! Um, let's I see if I can Google this while I talk. Uh, but his, um, he was on there, and his, uh, he was going to throw a tomahawk. And so um, one of the stagehands before the, uh, the show noticed that his uh, handle was cracked, so he put some uh, tape on there, which kind of threw the trajectory off. And they had this, um, um, yeah, here we go, tomahawk throw. Uh, 
this uh, outline of a man on uh, plywood there that he was going to throw it at. Well, because the trajectory was off when he threw it, he was aiming at the heart, but it, uh, the weight, it fell and it hit him in the crotch. Well, <laughs> that alone set the uh, um, audience probably in a yeah, roar. Uh, Ed Ames. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, well, yeah, they were roaring there, and Johnny's just kind of doing, you know, standing there playing it cool like he always did, you know. Just and he was uh, a consummate uh, comedian because he he would wait for the moment. He didn't push it, he didn't milk it. He just waited for the right moment. And after the audience had got kind of died down a little bit, he turned to uh, uh, Ed Ames and said, "I didn't know you were Jewish." Uh, <laughs> and you know that set the audience off for about another five minutes of uh, of uh, guffawing. Well, you know who was good at that kind of sort of, or that sort of thing, and they're hilarious to watch. Uh, was Tim Conway, on, oh. and Harvey Corman on the Carol Burnett show? Now we're showing our age there with that one because <laughs> I mean, God rest his soul, Harvey Corman's passed on. Tim Conway's still around, and he's still funny. Oh yeah, I can remember. You know, my favorite scene was the dentist scene where um, Harvey Corman's supposed to be a dentist, and uh, no, Harvey Corman is the, the patient, patient yeah. and um, Tim is the um, the dentist, and he's trying to give him Novocaine. He keeps missing. He keeps injecting himself, so all of a sudden his arm is numb, and so he's kind of trying to get the needle in with a, a numb arm. Well, then he misses and hits his leg. Well, then his leg is numb, and uh, so then he's kind of trying to get up there, and he swings his leg around, uh, grabs a hold of his leg with his um hand and swings it up over the stool and kind of gets it there and it's just starting to get all floppy all over the place and Corman could not hold it together whatsoever I mean he's just over there rolling um, you know just laughing and you know he, he can't even control himself because uh, Conway, uh, Conway and Conway's just in the zone he's just in the character and he's just going you know like a heat seeking missile he's just you know going for it and you know nothing's bothering him <laughs> and, uh, and and Corman's just uh, you know uh, I think he's about ready uh, double over laughing he's uh, yeah. uh going at it so hard yeah there's uh there's on on youtube you can find some of the outtakes from the carol burnett show and, and some of the stuff they would do the one of the ones i remember was you remember he he and carol burnett used to do mr hatudball and mrs hoviggins uh mississippi mississippi well then vicky lawrence would play every once in a while she played mrs tudball and uh they were interviewing, and I know they were doing something. I can't remember what it is. And you, can, folks, you can see this one on YouTube. If I remember to, I'll I'll put it in the show notes, the link to it. But it's they go on and and they 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 start going back and forth. Con, Tim Conway and Carol Burnett go back and forth, and finally, you know, Vicky Lawrence, who was pretty straight laced in those days, finally said, "Well, if you two funny ever <laughs> get done, I'm gonna leave now." <laughs> It just she just dropped out of character and right back into character that quick. It was hilarious. Well, the other um, we were working at the school the other day, and we I mentioned another uh, uh, Carol Burnett skit. We had uh, replaced the stage curtains at the school last year, so we had these old ones that we were going to divvy up and give to. Uh, um, we've got Hutterite colonies here. I won't go into that. Sometime I'll talk about Hutterite colonies. They're kind of interesting. But um, they were going to take the old curtains, so we were dividing them up. And as we were doing that, I said, you know, this kind of reminds me of that Carol Burnett skit uh, when they did uh, parody Gone with the Wind. And um, she's wearing that dress, and Rhett said, I just love that dress. Where did you see it? She said, I just saw it in the window, and I had to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that is... <laughs> 
Oh, Miss Scarlet, Miss Scarlet, I don't know nothing about busting no baby. <laughs> and the whole, and it's just, oh, it's just that whole thing. Because that had, uh, was it Dinah Shore was in that sketch with them? Because she was doing the, uh, what's the, I don't know Gone with the Wind that well. She's the one that has the baby, and then she's actually married to the character Ashley or whatever it is. I, and I'm sure there's somebody up there screaming at me that knows <laughs> the Gone with the Wind, but that movie bored the snot out of me. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> I, I let my my wife and my one of my children love to watch that movie. It's a good chance for me to take a nap. I'm sorry. That just bores the hell out of me. <laughs> I watched it way back when it was on TV. You know, like we had choices of three channels to watch. So uh, I think we watched it. It was, I thought it was okay. But yeah, it's just kind of like a Southern love story or something like that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's. It's not good. I'll tell you another stand-up comedian, He a little more modern that some people know. Do you know Rowan Atkinson? Mr. Bean? Think... Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. My kids adore him. Mm. He... I watched him do his Bean character. I don't know. Maybe i got to give him another chance. But it, 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 the character is, it, um, I don't want to say a doofus. What well, he describes the character as a ten year old boy trapped in a forty year old man's body. Okay. And it's just it's it's stupid slapstick humor and the stuff he does. One of my favorite episodes of Mr. Bean of all time is the Christmas episode where he goes to the uh, I think it's Harrods department store in, in the in London or something like that. May not be in London, I think it is though. And he goes through the process and when he's doing the checkout and all the stuff, it's this whole thing he goes through. It's just with playing with the nativity scene, and that you know. Then he brings in this little toy Dalek, uh, you know, Doctor Who, mm. the thing, and he had all this other stuff with the Jesus and Godzilla, and all. <laughs> it's he he and and it's just you know you just see the kid's imagination there, and this guy's brilliant. He's funny, and if I'm not mistaken, Rowan Atkinson is actually. An electrical or a chemical engineer by degree. He's he, he's highly educated, but he likes doing comedy, so he just does comedy. Um, I've never been in, too much into slapstick. I mean, you know, even the Three Stooges kind of sets me on end. I know. Do I lose geek cred? Do I? Does Mark get a little of my geek cred for that? No, I'll just take it away from Mark. It's easier. <laughs> I'll take. We'll, let's see. We'll subtract uh, five thousand geek points from Mark. I'll give you two thousand to cover you, and I'll throw the other three thousand. Let's say Tim Chapman's away just for for good measure. Okay. Oh yeah, he, he he's a good geek. He's got Nintendo and iPod, so yeah, yeah so. he's he gets them. Uh, and I you know I don't know if I dare follow it up, but I mean even like Lucille Ball kind of uh, the the I Love Lucy shows, well any of her stuff. I just I I don't know. I just don't. I'm not into slapstick. I'm not into that kind of physical humor it just it just kind of set me on edge i don't know i just and i do like it i'm not as i like the three stooges and i will sit and watch it but i do know that there is a definite line there for a lot of people that don't enjoy that how about right. laurel and hardy in that vein oh uh, yeah sort of i remember watching some it's been a long time since i watched them but um yeah i you know i guess i like the more cerebral stuff i like a good uh um a good pun or a good, you know, constructed story or something like that. Uh, um, you know, I guess my, what I consider a good joke is, um, 
our ag teacher up at the high school, uh, he's kind of a card, and he would, uh, for a while, he'd walk down the hallway, and we'd meet each other, and he'd say, Master McPeak, how the heck are you? And finally, I looked at him one day and said, boy, I'm glad my last name isn't Bates. Um, <laughs> and it's that kind of joke that you kind of have to stop and think for a second, and then once it hits you, then, you know, you, you know, then you, uh, hopefully you'll kick in and laugh. Um, but it's just those that you, you, you kind of have to engage the brain a little bit. And I guess that's what about slapstick, it just... Um, I, I guess I just not. I just don't like watching people do funny things like that. I'd rather listen to them, you know, tell a story or tell a good joke or you know something like that. Something that'll engage my brain. Yeah, I like both actually, and I, I think maybe I lean a little bit more towards that, but I do enjoy the slapstick stuff. Um, and and the uh, uh, what was I just thinking about the one uh, the one guy that I used to enjoy or that I still or the one movie that I enjoy that not many people have ever seen is a movie called Private Eyes. Oh, with Don, uh, Don Knotts Don, and Tim Conway. Yep. There's a lot of that type of humor in there. And one of my favorite ones was uh, where they were being introduced to the house staff. And the one uh, Chinese cook, I guess he is, or something, He they introduce him and he goes, Ah, I saw, I saw. And Tim Conway goes, What did he call me? What did he call me? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's like, you know, falls along with that master mm-hmm. and bait stuff. And then Richard Pryor had a good one. Did you ever see the movie Some Kind of Hero? No. Where he was he was captured. He was Vietnam uh, Vietnam is in Vietnam, and there's in the middle of a battle, and he goes to take a leak, and his platoon or whatever it is leaves him behind, so he gets captured. He's being held in POW, and uh, they asked him for his name, and he said, "My name is Meoff." And they said, "Okay, what's your first name?" He said, "Jack." He said so. That way, every day when they'd come through and and ask to 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 take roll to see who was there, said Jack me off, Jack. Me off. <laughs> yeah, see, that's kind of stuff. And I, uh, I, I, if my favorite movie, if I could only have one movie, I think it'd have to be the movie Airplane, uh, just because <laughs> they do that. And I, I like a good spoof. You know, anything to lampoon. Um, uh, because that one really lampoons the airport disaster movies or the airplane disaster movies. And for a while there in the 70s, I mean, they had, uh, well, even into the 80s, they had Airport 79, Airport oh, 4895, you know, whatever. Uh, and they had all those airport movies. And after a while, the uh, the premises of them were getting pretty thin. I don't even remember what some of them were. You know, the captain sneezed, so, you know, and then that through the inst- uh, you know, a little piece of snot landed on the instruments and caused them to malfunction, and, you know, they're going to crash, but, you know, suddenly somebody from back there knows how to rewire. Oh, it was so convoluted. It was, they were just begging to be made fun of. Yeah, the original disaster movies were okay. I mean, Earthquake, um, Towering mm-hmm. Inferno, uh, Airplane, or Airport, uh, the original one and like that. Um, and that was part of the opening to that was filmed down here at Dulles Airport, not far from where I work. But, uh, yeah, I do like things Lampoon. I remember going to see the movie Airplane in the theater. And I'm sitting there, and there's one scene where they, right when they all go crazy, remember when everybody starts, when they find out something's wrong? And, oh. And everybody, well, there's one part in that scene where this where all you see come across the screen for just a second or two is just a, a, a lady boobs and they're just shaking <laughs> and the theater was kind of quiet at that point but all of a sudden you heard this little kid down front of the theater mommy those are boobies <laughs> and the whole theater just goes nuts 
I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was, but that was yeah, that kind of movie. Well, the uh, Naked Gun movies mm. with what, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, and then uh, what were the ones where they spoofed uh, um, the uh, Tom Tom uh, Cruise movie? Crap, I can't think of it. Tom Cruise movie. I was thinking of. Um Oh, uh, what's uh, the 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 tiger blood guy? Um, Emilio Estevez's uh, yes. brother. Yeah, I, that's that's who I'm thinking. That's the movies I'm thinking of too. Charlie Sheen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, um, I can see the the movie poster in my head because he's got like a chicken he's using as a on a bowl. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what was it? Here we go. Charlie Sheen. This is great. This is great radio, folks. As we. We go into IMD Hot Shots. There we go. Hot Shots was the movie. That's where they lampooned uh, Top Gun and then other things like that. Well, I think Rambo. Some of those yeah. war, uh, uh, the not the war movies like we were thinking of so much, but there was a wave of uh, uh, yeah Rambo and uh, what was Tom Cruise's movies at that time? Oh well, to the Top Gun. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Top Gun. Right, yeah, and some of those kind of uh, uh, over-the-top military movies. So they were kind of lampooning them. I, I, um, I don't know if the second one was so good, but I like the name of it, Hot, Hot Shots Part Du. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they had, like, Naked Gun 33 and a third and, mm. and all those. So they, they did that, and uh, it's funny to watch them lampoon things like that when they take them. That's why I used to love to read that, uh, or I still read it occasionally, Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. I love I, Mad Magazine. It warped me. Yeah. Well, that's why I like listening to uh, Dick D. Bartolo. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious to just talk to. I actually have the 500th issue of Mad Magazine, and he autographed it to me. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, he's real accessible. I mean, folks, if you want to, you can you can email Dick or something like that, and he'll write you back. He's a very friendly guy. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff that I've bought from his website because uh, he has the giz, whiz, biz, garbage, where you just send him 30 bucks and he cleans out a bunch of crap and sends it to you. But he usually throws in something that's autographed, you know. Hmm. So he's real friendly and real nice to, to talk to. When he does that, uh, the giz, whiz podcast, um, uh, I kind of, when I was suffering from podcast uh, bankruptcy, I think I probably deleted it and I forgot to renew it, but that's a good one to, to listen to because they have all that, that crap and stuff on there that they uh, will uh, he'll review it, and some of it's pretty good and some of it is just, you know, what the heck is this? But Yeah, well I've actually bought some of the stuff because they reviewed it, uh, used it and I used some of the websites that he's talked about where you can get some of that weird stuff like uh, Spoon Sisters uh, I'm trying to think there's there's a couple other websites that he regularly gets this kind of crap from, and uh, I, I, you know, I love to listen to Dick D. Bartolo and his writing's hilarious. He just he does that. Uh, that's it's funny because the movie, uh, what's the movie with the kid Damien? Can't think of the name of the movie. Uh, I had it for a half a second there. Uh, um, oh shoot! Now people are yelling at us again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> IMDb people. Uh, but anyway, he did, uh, they are mad. I won't say Dick did. He, they did a, uh, takeoff on it in Mad Magazine that just absolutely cracked me up. And I was too young to see the movie at the time it came out, but I did, uh, but I did read that. So that just, you know, and that ha- that's how I had my warped 
sense of uh, the movie because when I actually got to see the movie, it was like uh, Mad Magazine was better. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, oh, what is that? Movie? I can't think of it now. Not the, no, it wasn't The Exorcist. That was Linda Blair. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll think of it. Oh, eventually. Yeah, after we're done with the podcast, we'll probably uh, uh, think of it. I'm trying to Google, and I'm not coming up with uh, what I'm... And I I don't know, maybe I'm spelling Damien wrong. Yeah, I don't... Um, I'm trying to think who else is in that movie, so you could look just by their name, but it's been eons since I've seen that movie. And I'm... Uh, I'm because I'm I I know that uh, which one you're talking about. I'm just uh, I try to think of those uh, horror pictures from uh, of that period. Yeah, it would have been uh, the early seventies. Horror pics uh, or horror movies. Let's go seventies. Oh uh, yeah, I can't. And like I said, I can't remember anybody that was in that movie to tell you to even look them up. Um. Well, here's the top hundred movies of the. 1970s. Hmm. This is what you call interactive podcasting, people. Yeah. We're trying. We're, uh, we're trying hard here. Well, yeah, since we're doing, uh, Kevin and I have video of each other. It's going to take, I, I'm vamping here while I'm waiting for the page to load. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and I've got IMDB up so I can look things up, but I can't think of, um, I can't think of anybody that was in that movie to save my soul. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and oh, they oh, they got them broken down here. They've got Hammer Flicks, Vincent Price movies, foreign mm. movies, seventy comedy horrors. Oh, Young Young Frankenstein. I need to oh, watch I that sometime. That. I love that movie. That one in Blazing Saddles. I have Blazing Saddles. I don't think I have Young Frankenstein. Um, oh, and the some, Rocky uh, Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Want some beans, Mister Taggart? I think you boys had enough beans. <laughs> yes, the movie uh, that uh, made farting. Well, I don't know if it made it good or not, but uh, it did, it did a lot for a lot of things. Let's put it that way. And I shouldn't be looking at a list like this because I'm looking at all these other movies and going, "Ooh, yeah, that one and that one," and because uh, they've got like uh, well, that Alien and Invasion of the Body Snatchers and. Uh, well, here we go. Supernatural. Uh, the Exorcist. No, we said it was. That's Linda Blair. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Carrie, the Omen? Omen. Is that that? Young, da- uh, young Damien. Yep, there you go. He had 666 yeah. on the back of his head, the mark of the devil. Okay, we finally answered that. Now, hopefully everyone hasn't thrown their iPods across the floor uh, screaming at us because we're idiots. Um, they have other reasons to scream at us. So, you well, know. yeah, that's true. And now... Yeah. And now uh, the other movie I saw there was Carrie, so now I'm just imagining a lot of um, iPhones being telepathically thrown across the room. This is true, and the blood and the stuff being poured. And John, the good scene in that movie was Tron, John Travolta burning up in a car. No, wait, I shouldn't <laughs> say that out loud. <laughs> well, yeah, and you mentioned that in the movie we did last week on uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk was Battlefield Earth. He probably should have burned to death in that car. <laughs> we we trashed it, so. Oh, okay, I haven't... I'm trying to remember what the last episode was of Sci-Fi Tech Talk that I listened to. Um, um, let's see, you said it was... Um, yep. uh, no, I've listened to one since then, though. We did Oblivion with Tom Cruise. No, I think no, I think that's what's next up in my queue, the way I have it set up. Okay. Because I don't use a smart playlist, folks. I've said it before. I go in, I cherry-pick. 
I cherry pick the podcast that I'm going to listen to. And the nice thing about Mike's other show, the Sci Fi Tech Talk, you don't have to listen to them in any particular no. order. Yeah, we're not. Uh, there's no. Uh, well, sometimes we accidentally come up with themes. Uh, like this last one. Yeah, we did um, uh, Battlefield Earth, and the one before that was Oblivion. So my line of thinking was Oblivion had Tom Cruise in it. Tom Cruise is kind of known for being a Scientologist. So is John Travolta. Well, then they got me to thinking about, uh, then I thought of, well, Battlefield Earth. And I've heard lots of things about how bad this movie was. And, uh, yeah, it exceeded our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> it made it even worse than you remembered it. <laughs> or you, well, even worse than you thought it could be. Yes, yeah, basically. Yeah, and we, we, we really kind of trashed that movie. Um, yeah, and you know, for good reason. There's a f- one or two redeeming things in there. A couple things that you don't. I kind of wished a few more uh, sci-fi movies did. Like uh, the one thing was that the aliens didn't breathe uh, the same kind of air that we did. They had the uh, little. Um, they looked like if you took your uh, earbuds and crammed them up your nose. That was their uh, air filters uh, that they used to make their air breathable. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, but that's something you don't see in a lot of. Uh, uh, science fiction movies, everyone just breathes the same air. Well, you know, different alien uh, life may not be able to breathe the same air that we do. You know, you, now you say that, you make me think of the movie The uh, Abyss. I have not seen that one. I should. Is yeah. that John Carpenter and... Um, I, yeah, he's uh, they're there in that deep well drilling rig. Is that uh, uh, Kurt Russell? No, it's not Kurt Russell. Uh, I can't think oh, of... Oh, maybe that's the thing. Is that the thing? Yeah, but the the abyss and 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 in one part of it, he has to put on this suit because he has to dive deeper than you norm than air can go or or compressed uh, gases, and he has to breathe liquid oxygen, and it's really weird. Oh, maybe I oh maybe I have I think maybe I remember that one. It's been a long time. I might have to rewatch it again. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see. Maybe this would be a candidate for our our podcast sometime. It's it's a I enjoy it. It's a good movie. Uh, my wife says I'm not allowed to watch it though with her around anymore because she said I've seen it far too many times. <laughs> so yeah, my wife says that to me about well, there's just I we have different tastes. Let's just put it that way. I like crime dramas, um, those kind of things. They she doesn't. So I come down here to my my man cave down here and watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I I like some of those weird movies. The other movie that I'm not allowed to watch. Uh, anymore because I, or two movies and I'm not because I quote them too much is War Games with Matthew Broderick from 1983 and uh, because frankly I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it would make it anything work and uh, the other one is her brother and I got to watching the movie Terminator and we talked back and forth like Arnold and she said you two have got to stop because he'll look at me and I'll say oh you want a 45 long slide with the laser sight (laughs) <laughs> or a plasma uh, rifle in the 45 watt range <laughs> I'll be back yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, I love, a good stuff. I love a good animal you know one I haven't watched for a while that I need to watch again uh, we started out comedy now we're on this is I want to <laughs> see uh, Running Man I always liked that movie oh yeah that's the one with um, Richard uh, Dr- uh, Do- Dreyfus, uh Dawson Dawson yes um I got it. We've done so many episodes of Sci-Fi Tech Talk. I think we've done that one. I think you all did. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. you did. Uh, yeah, I remember watching the movie, and I think that's probably why we ended up watching it. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, and you know, again, that was a movie that, uh, well, it 
we, we have our scale at Sci-Fi Tech Talk. We have the, the best movie that we've seen so far has been Europa Report. And the worst, jewel, uh, the worst movie uh, by Julie standards is Starship Trooper. So that's kind of our scale. So where does it reside there? And I don't think Starship Trooper is that, but I actually put Battlefield Earth beyond Starship Trooper. Um, but um, that one was kind of in the middle. There were some things about it that was just kind of stupid and hokey and cheesy, but uh, it probably wasn't one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, that was... Well, you know, I think he even does that line, I'll be back in... Uh, Jingle All the Way, his Christmas movie. Have you ever mm. seen that one? I, I, uh, that's where he's got to go get the toy for his... The, 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 yeah, the one that's uh, severely limited and yeah. uh, trying to find one. Yeah, I yeah. think I remember that one. Yeah, that's my kids love that movie, Jingle All the Way. We've watched it, I don't know how many times. They love that movie. But uh, uh, I think in there, one place, he says something about, I'll be back, you know. <laughs> It's like mm. that is really his catchphrase. I'm not sure it quite worked there, but uh, you know, whatever. Mm. So let's see other comedy movies. Since we're talking along that line, Caddyshack is a classic. Yep, I love Caddyshack. Um, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yes, Revenge of the Nerds. Perfect topic for this show. Oh yes, it was. That is that is a a classic. I love to see that one. Um, you know, it's you know, if, if folks, if you haven't seen that one, and that one's getting some age to it now, because uh, that probably goes back to what the mid '80s or something, or early '80s, I guess. Early '80s, I think. Um, well, well, I got IMDb open here, and uh, I was listening to um, uh, Mission Log Pod, uh, where they talk about Star Trek. Um, 1984. Okay, um, and they actually had Booger on there from Revenge of the Nerds uh, because he's done a and that's something I should watch uh, see if I can find it um, I think it was on TBS a, a show called King of the Nerds yes I ha- I have never watched it but I have seen the I've seen the ads for it but I never watched it. yeah he hosted that one of course then Mark got after me that time when I watched the show that Urkel hosted uh, oh that one where they were butt sniffing. Yeah, they were butt sniffing and all that. So he got after me for that. But Revenge of the Nerds is a is a good movie. And well, Booger did um, uh, Risky Business with Tom Cruise too. Yeah, and then I had kind of forgotten, but I think he was also in that TV show Moonlighting because they were making references to yep. that. Yeah, he was in that show. I forgot the. It's been a long time since I watched that show, but he 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 did do. He worked in the office there. He was like some sort of underling for uh, what's her face's character. I can't remember here. Oh, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, Sybil Shepherd. So uh, yeah, that was uh, he was in that. And I'm trying to think of another the other old comedy movie. Of course, classic Animal House. Who doesn't love Animal House? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm a zit. zit. <laughs> you know what was funny is. My wife's a huge fan of the uh, 80s television show uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. Uh, King. Mm. And the girl that's in that show that plays the female agent, the counterpart to uh, to uh, Lee Stetson, uh, and I can't remember the character's name, is the girl from Animal House that John Belushi crawls up the ladder. Uh, Martha Smith's her real name. Uh, but I can't remember. She plays, was it Mandy? I can't remember what it is. Uh, in the movie, 
Oops, wait a minute, I'm looking here. And again, folks, uh, thrilling radio here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Martha Smith, yeah, I was right. She plays uh, Francine Desmond in the in that show, but in Animal House, let's see, what, did, what was the name of her character in Animal House? That, goes, that was the, Animal House was the first R-rated movie I went to see legally, doing air quotes again here, folks. Um <laughs> That I actually was allowed to go see. She played Babs Jansen in uh, in Animal House. She played Babs. That's mm. the one. Remember, John Belushi put the ladder up and crawled up. Oh, up the to, to, to look in the the sorority window. Yeah, and then fell backwards. Yeah, yeah. We're doing pantomime here. Yeah. Uh, again, good good radio. Um, yeah, and uh, another movie. Yeah, John Belushi. Then I thought of Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, I, yes, I've told you the story, or if I told it on here before, that about the year that me and my best friend dressed up as Jake and Elwood, and we're walking down the street of Winston Salem, North Carolina, because he lived down there at that time, and people are blow. We did it for Halloween. People are blowing their horns, going "Beep beep, Jake Elwood." He <laughs> <laughs> even went into the restaurant, sit down, and have dinner before we went to the Halloween party, and the waiter said, "Jake Elwood, what can I get for you?" Would you like some rubber biscuits? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> like, oh, wow. And, uh, I, I like the last half of that movie. The first half is okay, but I like it when they get to the car chase, and they are just smashing up cars left and right, and they're driving their, I don't remember what um, brand or year it was of car. Plymouth uh, Fury of some sort, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that seems right. Probably a police cruiser, I think. Uh, and they're driving it, and they're getting chased by Chicago Nazis. And the um, oh, how did it seem go exactly? They stop, and somehow the the Nazis zip by them, and then they uh, fly off the end of the uh, interstate off ramp, and they're flying through the air. And one turns to the other and says, "I've that. always loved you." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what's his face from Rowan and Martin's laughing. Uh, um, Gibson, yeah, Henry, Henry, Henry Gibson. Gibson, yep. And that's just. <laughs> It's just a it's 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 hilarious. Well, then you have what's her face from Star Wars? Oh, and, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's in that movie trying to kill. Uh, was it? They were trying. She was trying to kill Jake, I think, not Elwood. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, she he had dumped her at the altar or something like that. Yeah. And I think probably my favorite scene is they go through all this, all the car chases and everything. They drive up to a Cook County uh, courthouse to pay the taxes. As they get out of the car, they walk about 10 feet away, and the thing just falls uh, to parts on the on the street. There. Street, yeah. And I've had a few cars that I've kind of felt that way. I just I didn't want to turn around because I'm afraid that they were just going to fall apart. Oh, now you make me think of Meatball. Or not Meatballs, uh, which is another good one. Um the military movie with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, oh. Or not Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill um, Murray, and uh, the guy that just passed away. Stripes. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got him in my head. I can't. Um, Dan Aykroyd and, uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, not Dan Aykroyd. It's, um, uh, uh, yeah, Stripes. Where's it? All right, come on. Yeah, folks, this is a great show. We're just <laughs> 1981, Bill Murray, John Candy. Um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah. So, uh, I love that movie. Yeah, and that's another good... Oh, yeah, John Larroquette. Yeah, John Larroquette. Um, Warren Oates is in that. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. 
There's a whole whole cast of characters in there that are good. Where's your drill sergeant? Blown up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Warren Oates. Yeah, he played the the uh, yeah the old drill sergeant yeah. that uh, Sergeant Hulka. Yes, um, who was just just going to put up with these guys, and you know, uh, then they end up accidentally becoming heroes. Yeah, they drive into. So was it Russia or Soviet? Some Soviet bloc country in that camper, the, that highly armed RV. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that RV. Well, there you go. Now, RV, we come full circle there. Robin Williams in the movie RV. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. <gasps> you ha- oh, Mark just loses more geek points then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got some movie watching to do here. Uh, there's some that I haven't watched yet. RV's a classic around this house. We were they, where they talk about renting the movie and 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 uh, 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 Robin Williams said, "We need to come up with a name for the RV." And they said, uh, "How about the Rolling Turd?" That's what they called the RV. They rented the Rolling Turd. And then at one part where they're taking off, or he's trying to turn the thing around, and he backs over everything as he's trying to turn the thing around. And the one kid says. Dad, you might want to go backwards. I think you missed the neighbor's cat. <laughs> so it's and it's that's a classic. I, that's another good movie, and that's fairly recent. So, but you can see Robbins Williams' lunacy there again. Oh. It just he cannot, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, any of those like that. He just he just comes all the way out, and, we, and yes, folks, we're all the way back around to Robin Williams again. Sorry about right. that. <laughs> well, yeah, and we, uh, we, yeah, we kind of got sidetracked because we were talking about summer, you know, shows to watch, uh, well, movies, shows, you know, sure, yeah, because um, the the joke always was when we were growing up uh, that they just recorded the first half of the television season, and then when summer rolls around, they just reround the wheels and reels and showed them over again because if you miss something during the the winter time, you could probably catch it during the summer. Uh, so if there was two shows on that conflicted with each other, you could probably catch it during the summer because. It seemed to me like, with a few, very few exceptions, the whole summer was an exact copy of what they showed over the winter time. But that's all changed now because we got you know different programming. Things don't always start. You got some shows that start like midway through the season. You got some summer shows that uh, start. Uh, one I think that's just started that my wife and I like to watch is called uh, Tattoos After Dark. Uh, that's on the Oxygen Channel. It's about, uh, I think, three different tattoo shops, uh, tattoo or piercing shops in uh, California somewhere. I think Venice Beach. Uh, and they show the people that come in there. And you were talking about, um, oh, we were, t- yeah, that, um, oh, uh, jing- uh, Jingle Bell, or what jing- was that? Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way, yeah, yeah. I got to think about it. One of the episodes there, they had a guy come in, and he wanted to put, um, he wanted to put bells on his balls. Oh wow, that's yeah. painful. <laughs> yeah, he he wanted to have jingle jingle balls. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it uh, yeah he went, so they they went ahead and did it, and uh, then the guy's standing there, and then he comes out and kind of shakes his tushy, and you can hear the bells going tingling tingling tingling. <laughs> uh, they get some real winners in there, and it's just and uh, yeah, I, I mentioned when I was on here before that uh, I've gotten a tattoo. My wife and I have uh, gotten tattoos. It's not like we're covered. We got this is my first set of tattoos, and my, my geek tattoos, my tractor, my Amberola, and my computer on there. Um, but we we kind of watch uh, like. 
like watching those kind of shows and just seeing uh, what people will do and all that other stuff. And they, they do piercings there, too, and they've had some people that have, oh, yeah, it looks kind of gruesome. They'll have, like, studs pushed in uh, on their... And I mean, it's just like it looks like just barbs that they kind of shove in the skin there or something. And they'll have people that'll go and have um, basically corsets put on their their back. And I don't know. So then they, oh. they put the little rings in there. So then they just run ribbon through there. So it would look like a corset. And I'm going, why? It wouldn't it would get caught? You'd think. And, yeah, that just there's some old joke about a, a you know a guy said. He'd had his privates pierced, and his girlfriend had hers pierced, and and he said something about it. He said, "Yeah, we got to be careful when we when we when we have intercourse." He said, "Because you don't want us to get all locked up in our parts, all tied together." And hooked. That would look a little look a little awkward in the emergency room. Doc, you'll never believe it. It's one shot in a million. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, but yeah, the. Uh, uh, the other stuff. There's another new show, or not a new show, but I'm curious to see where it goes. It's one of these shows that I started watching last year, and I mentioned it, and it's bad. But I still got to see where it goes. It's like you know, in for a penny, in for a pound type of thing. I under, think I know which one you mean. Under the dome. The dome. Yep. It's coming back on, but I can't watch it on television. I'm going to have to let it build up a few episodes, and then I have to watch it through because otherwise, it's it's too infuriating. <laughs> Um, I, I, and I know it's on, uh, Amazon for streaming. Um, I thought about watching that one and I, I should maybe sit down and watch last seasons and see, uh, cause it's based on a Stephen King novel, isn't it? Yes. I've never read the novel. I've been told it's very loosely. Mark said it's very loose as, uh, the way it's based on the Stephen King novel. And from what I've read about the Stephen King novel, yeah, they take a lot of liberties and go in different directions than, um, uh, uh, the novel did, but again, then again, you know, the this is the second season, so I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Um, yeah, I, I know that it was kind of, and I was kind of surprised that it was renewed, um, because I'd heard that it was sort of, and maybe it was picking up steam or something, maybe it's one of those shows you have to let build or something like that. Yeah, um, I don't, it better build faster, but I can't stop watching the damn thing, so I don't know, because I've got to see how they're going to play it out, because I know the synopsis of the story. And I know what the premise of the book is, so I got to see how far off they deviate um, from it. The one of the worst things that got me is this: it's filmed somewhere in North Carolina. I can't remember exactly where they film it at, but what you know, they're they're supposedly all trapped under this dome. It's a small town, midwestern town that's trapped under this dome. But what gets me is when they're doing it, they they really need to be a little more cognizant because in the background. You can see traffic on the highway just going, you know, jobbers' trucks, you know, milk deliveries. I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> it looks pretty normal back there, dudes. <laughs> you know, is that because you know, they've already blown up all the stuff around it from the in the show where, where they launched this bomb at it and to try to break through the dome and all this other stuff. And it's just like, oh, geez, I'm like, come on, people. At least be a little more cognizant. I mean, we have this thing now called computer-generated graphics. You could paint the frickin' traffic out. Yeah, just like your little electric magic wand there. Make it go away. Yeah, I mean, jeez. But uh, it's not a bad one, but it's just it's weird, and mm. I, I don't know. 
and I'm kind of sad because uh, two of my shows that I liked are going away. One we knew about, uh, uh, Warehouse 13, came to an end, and I, that one always had a special place in my heart because the uh, it was it was filmed in Toronto, but the setting was uh, the Badlands of South Dakota, and I was always quite surprised. They always made references. Because sometimes if they do something like that, they'll just make up stuff. But they actually um, um, mention Rapid City, uh, Hill City, uh, some of the uh, area around the Black Hills there. So there was actually somebody that actually took some time to uh, or maybe knew something about the, the geography out there to get things sort of right. Or at least they Googled something or another. Uh, so I was always kind of happy with that show because uh, – uh, I'm I'm weird, but I'm I'm proud of my state of South Dakota here, Mount Rushmore and Deadwood and uh, the Badlands and all that stuff. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder. We have you know quite a few things that uh, I'm proud of for the state. And then the other one that I was kind of sad to see get that got canceled was Almost Human. I you know I want to watch that. I'm still going to go through and watch it because it looks oh, yeah. like it was a good show. Yeah, it's a good show, and uh, again, not to necessarily bring it back to the Sci-Fi Tech Talk, but that's one um, I wish we, you know, maybe could do or could have done or something because uh, that has that has a lot of tech in it because it's got um, uh, a- uh, androids in it, it's got artificial limbs, they got all kinds of high tech stuff, the high tech computer screens. That that show has a lot of tech in it, and it's got Carl uh, uh, Urban from uh, who played uh, McCoy on the. Uh, the Star Trek reboot, J.J. Uh, Abrams movies, yeah. and I think he also played um, Judge Dredd, or in in the movie Dredd. Okay, All yeah, right. not, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Not the god awful uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone one. It was yeah, this was a remake, uh, and uh, Jeff and I did it on Sci Fi Tech Talk once. But uh, and he did Judge Dredd the way the character is supposed to be done with his helmet on all the time. Mm-hmm. Because the character, the judges were never supposed to take their helmets off because nobody was supposed to know who they were. Uh, so it, it, it is kind of a brave choice for an actor to not have your face on film during the, uh, during the movie. But uh, he played it the way that it was supposed to be done. Um, and so I was kind of sad to see that one go. Cause it, it, but the, I think the problem was they started playing the episodes out of order for some reason and i think that kind of killed the audience people didn't quite know what was going on couldn't quite get into the story and um i was kind of sad to see that one go because that had some potential yeah well, you know that's the other thing that irritates me about the summer season i mean you got the new stuff that's coming out like we said under the dome and uh last comic standing and things like that for people to watch but when they do do the reruns of let's say big bang theory a show that we talk about have talked about many times on here they don't play them back in order. That irritates the hell out of me. I don't care if you skip a few episodes, but at least play the damn things in the order they originally occurred. It's like, <sighs> drive me up, drive, drive a poor old man like me crazy doing that kind of shit. Well, it's a short, short trip, but. Yeah, but, you know, I can't afford to get any closer to the end of the journey. I'm getting close enough as it is. Yeah, someday they're just going to put me in a rubber room and, you know, slide food under the door. But they, then they put one of those nice white jackets on where you get to hug yourself all day long. I like to hug myself. So, Oh, that made me think, what was that movie? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. Again, the one I haven't seen, but, I, you know, enough of the, uh, I don't want to say tropes, but kind of the uh, a little bit about the movie. Yeah, Jack Nicholson again, so pretty he, good. He plays Psycho rather well. 
he does do Psycho well. He does. Because now I'm thinking of uh, The Shining. Yeah. And here's Johnny! <laughs> yeah. That one I have seen, and I should go back and rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. The girl that plays his wife in that movie, the only every time I see her, I think of when she did uh, uh, the Popeye movie. Again, Robin Williams. Jeez. Oh. Uh, um, it all comes back to Rob Williams. This is the... Umpteen, the end degrees of Robin Williams show. <laughs> well, this is starting to sound like uh, on our, our joke on Sci-Fi Tech Talk is it all goes back to Star Trek. Apparently over here it all goes back to Robin Williams. And, and that shows kind of our level of uh, uh, brain power. Shelley Duvall, that's who I was trying to think of. Okay, yes. That plays olive oil on that movie. So, uh, yeah, and every time I've seen that movie, that's all I can think of is her as, as olive oil, not as uh, trying to save her kid and stuff like that in the movie. So, but, uh, no, that's interesting. I'm trying to think what else. The other thing I think I've got to do is I'll I'll have to go back and rewatch the entire season of The Big Bang Theory because no season of The Big Bang Theory is worth only watching one time. Uh, yeah, and I should uh, sit down and rewatch some of them and kind of get familiar with it because I, again, it, when I'm working at the school at nights, it's kind of hard for me to watch some of the shows. I've tried recording them. I've tried watch going to the website and watching them on the on the computer. But uh, sometimes you're watching it, and CBS will do stupid things. Um, it'll may lock up or something, or it'll stutter, or you'll lose the signal or something. It, it's just frustrating. And CBS, it sometimes too will just you, you'll get to see like four minutes. Then there'll be like a 10-second ad, then you see four more minutes and a 10-second... It's like, good God, people. I mean, okay, I understand you want to put ads in. I'm okay. I'll live with the ads. But, you know, put these larger chunks together. Don't, you know, two, three, four minutes of a show and then a commercial, even though it's only like a 10 or 20-second commercial, still annoying as hell. Well, yeah, and, and shake it up. I don't want to see the same commercial 15 times during a movie. I know that's one of the worst things. Uh, what is it? The uh, what was I watching? Uh, one of the online things. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was NBC online, or maybe it's the Xfinity online. Every commercial break, it was the same freaking commercials every time. <laughs> it's like, come on, how about some different commercials here? I mean, I guess they're going to say, well, we need to profile you to see what kind of commercials you watch. Well. No, just do like television does and throw random crap at me, because I'm not going to click on your damn commercials either way. So, no, I try not to. And this is something that um, we were talking before the show, and we'll probably bring it up on a, a, another episode sometime. Is uh, and we, we've talked about it before, but different ways of trying to watch TV. And uh, today, uh, just before the show started, I had downloaded the uh, the Play On service. Was going to run it on my Windows computer. Uh, you you got to buy that one, but right now they've got a sale on for half price. Um, so it was only like sixty dollars for lifetime um, uh, a subscription to this. But it'll allow you to watch um, different TV shows and such on your computer, and then you can stream it to your Roku box. You can stream it to your tablet. It's got different things. And I'm going to sit down and um, see how that's going to work, and if that'll kind of help with my DVR being able to watch shows. My, my ultimate thing is I want to be able to watch them when I want and where I want and how I want. 
Uh, I don't yeah. want to have to be tied to, you have to be at this place at this specific time to watch your, your favorite TV show. Well, life has gotten complicated. That doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, time shifting is the only way to go. I mean, I time shift all the shows that I watch. Big Bang Theory, even though I try to, you know, during the season, I watch it on Thursday nights when it's on. It's usually later on Thursday nights that I watch it. That's the one show I try to never miss is Big Bang Theory. If I do, then I do watch it Friday night. But uh, the rest of the stuff I'll save up. Like, uh, I just actually finished watching uh, Two and a Half Men uh, with, uh, uh, was it last weekend? I watched the last three or four episodes that I'd saved up and hadn't had a chance to watch yet. So, yeah, time shifting is the way everything's going nowadays. Yeah, I just wish the TV studios would understand this. Yeah, they can't quite grasp things in, in the new modern world. At least some of them can't. No, they don't seem to. It looks like we kind of spent this whole episode kind of talking about TV and summer and movies. and. Yeah, we've been all summarized movies. We've, we've summarized movies it's for the, the summer. Ooh, I see what you did there. I, I made an alliteration. I think that's the right word, isn't it? Uh, not so good at... Uh, I can speak English. I don't understand what I'm saying all the time, though. You speak in the English, you know, understand... Was, was is do what was is los was is los meinen Freund. So, see now I know a little German just enough to screw things up. So any of our German listeners, please yell at Mark for whatever my German sounded like. But <laughs> all that's the that's the trick of things around here. When anything goes wrong or any points are to be deducted, it's all against Mark. That's just the way it works. That's mm. you know I took a vote. You, myself, and Tim all voted. That's the way it should go. So. Okay. Mark, Mark's what we commonly refer to in my business as SOL. Slightly shit, odd. Shit oh. out of luck. <laughs> well, I, I work in the school, so I have to remember, I always say slightly out of luck. No, Mark, <laughs> in this case, poor Mark is shit out of luck. So, But yeah, I guess, uh, I think, you know, we, we I guess we had to let the listeners get back to their regular, normal, upright positions, or what was that gag? In the one movie, turn return your stewardess to her upright position, or something like that. I can't. Ooh. That was in one of the airplane movies, or something. I can't remember. Yeah, so, and I got to go back and rewatch it. But yeah, there you go. So, Mike, why don't you tell the uh, listeners who are done throwing their devices and stuff at us uh, where else they can find you and find out more about you? Well, if you you know have listened to this and still you know for some odd reason uh still want to hear more about me uh we've plugged it enough times uh sci-fi tech talk you can go over to sci-fi tech talk.com and listen to me and julie keel and jeff sire talk about different things and this week uh, we're going to talk about the movie wally wally uh yeah we just we figured after that crap fest that was battlefield earth last week let's do something a little funny and a little lighthearted and we we always try to shake it up a little bit but uh you so you, you head over to sci-fi tech talk and and yeah or you can do like uh, kevin does and just cherry pick and find your favorite episodes because um i forgot we're up to i think uh hun- are we up to 100 episodes already i've forgotten how far yeah you're getting close to that because you just had your anniversary yeah, and I should look and see. Um, um, there should be an anniversary for when I started the show because I wasn't there at the beginning. Um, yeah, we're, and I'm about to come up to 100 episodes of uh, this show. We're actually up to episode 148, as I said, but Mark and I took over hosting at episode 52, 
Uh, so at one fifty-two, this show will be a hundred episodes under the belt for uh, for me. Uh, I just looked it up. We're at uh, episode ninety-three, so we're closing in on a hundred. So we'll have to see if we can figure out uh, something special to do for the hundredth episode. But uh, uh, and uh, if. You want to uh, once in a while I, I post things on Twitter. So if you want to follow me there, I'm at DSC Chipman at Twitter. And I would strongly encourage our listeners to go out and follow Mike if you're not already doing it. And as I've said before, go over and have a listen to Sci-Fi Tech Talk. If you want to know more about me, uh, you can always check me out on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va uh, about dot me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, read our, our extensive show notes, which I spend copious amounts of 15 minutes putting together. You can go over to geekiestshowever.com and feel free to drop us a, co- a comment in iTunes. We'd appreciate it. So that's it until next week, folks. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And please, please remember, between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Ryan Van Leer. And I'm Matt York. We're from the Four Pigs the Bell Tools podcast. What is Four Pigs the Bell Tools, you might ask? We're a group of gamers who, simply put, have a passion for gaming. What sets us apart is our unbiased coverage of all the major platforms. That is Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Wii U, 3DS, and PlayStation Vita. Sometimes even PC or mobile games, too. We also love to reminisce about older games and systems from yesteryear. Four Pigs the Bell Tolls provides short but sweet reviews, the hottest gaming news, and in-depth gaming discussions. So if you love video games or would just like a fresh perspective of the industry, be sure to give us a listen and check out our YouTube page. We're part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.